Otaku podcast. My name is Dave. My name is Grant. And we're here. It's Demon Slayer again. Uh, season 2, episode 10 of the Entertainment Arcs, episode 17 of season 2 overall. Um, the thumbnail we're using today is just regular key art from Ufotable. And uh, this episode title is Never Give Up. Uh, if it's your first time joining the podcast, we are anime only watchers. We've never seen or heard of the manga. Uh, not you know what I mean. We've never read the manga. Everybody ease up. So we don't know spoilers. So one, don't spoil us, and two, you know, we're we're just we're along for the ride like you guys. Um, synopsis of this episode, real quick: the Demon Slayer's battle with Daki and Yutaro reaches a dramatic ending. Full stop. Period. Hi, Grant. David. <laughs> um, this is probably one of the best episodes. Like actually i think this is better than season one episode 19 you know it's funny i saw one of the top rated condiment condiments ketchup was uh, it one ketchup of, or is it mustard yeah, no. <laughs> it i think it's like it's not straight ketchup or mustard it's gonna be like a little bit of a spicy ketchup or dijon or something like that mm. that's probably a hot take i fucking love dijon i love mustard dijon yeah. see this is why we need the post show we were just saying this is look forward to the return of the post show in two yeah, weeks condiment ranking is coming in two yeah. Weeks, yeah um one of the top voted comments i saw on r slash anime was season one episode 19 is no longer like the bar is no longer like the pinnacle of Demon Slayer, which a lot of people consider to be like the pinnacle of like shonen anime in sure. one way or another. This, uh, it's safe to say, this surpa- surpasses that, right? There is, there's moments, you know, Leanne and I, we we've, we've watched this, you know, quite a few times, and you know, it's <clears throat> there's always that first watch of anime, you know, where you take it in and it's it, you know there's so much going on and you're really trying to analyze it but yeah. you're trying to like you're trying to watch it for the yes. first time and then you have that second watch where you can kind of like just focus in on little things we've watched this you know i don't know how many times now and every time we're just like fucking floored like it's yeah you put it perfectly the bar i think it's just doubled like it's just I don't even know where it is in the stratosphere. Like, I'm not even worrying about that. I just know it shot up, you know? It's it's funny because um, animation-wise, this episode was so incredibly dense, and there's so many mm. really beautiful moments. Um, and, like, it's one of the best animated episodes of anime I've ever seen. But narratively, it's definitely not bad, but there's just, like... I wouldn't. I just. I don't think a ton of things happen. You know what I mean? Like the, that's not what this episode was about. Yeah, I think. yeah. De- definitely not. Like yeah. there's a couple small developments, and obviously the climax of the actual fight that we've been on for three or four episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, that all happens, but like most of this is about the fight itself. Yes. Right. It's the fireworks. It's the fireworks. It's Liter- the finale. There's literal it's, fireworks. Yeah. It's what a treat man and we've been yeah. saying this all season there has not been a single episode this and you know the crazy thing is like i know we still have the finale like you know two mm-hmm. episodes worth left you know like the 45 minute finale next week next week yeah um you know it's but even then like i can i, I feel like and i can already take some you know just some obvious points of like this 
the biggest thing that sticks out is like this has been one of the most rock solid follow-up seasons of anything i've watched across all mediums like they just came swinging out so hard they mm-hmm. took their time walking out the gate and then when it kicked on it's been on not like it's phenomenal absolutely phenomenal yeah I, i'm very curious about how this wraps up and i'm very curious about next moves but we will talk about that after mm-hmm. we've kind of broke down this this episode so yeah. so let's get right to it so let's do it. Um, they start with a recap of the last episode, as we always do, and then uh, a quick intro. And then, you know, a, a, one of many dream sequences, not only in this episode, but just in this arc, of yeah. a relative of Tanjiro's, sort of from the other, from the other, <laughs> from mm-hmm. from death, because they're always dead relatives. Though that's not true, because Nezuko talks to him in that way, in that place, too. Anyway, Tanjiro gets woken up by uh nezuko but she talks as like a demon i think maybe for the first time in this like dream sequence so well, there's a cool there's a really cool transition of her of, like, transforming her, yeah her as a human you get some like facetime of her talking as a human and there's like i don't know it's it's so funny because visually what ha- takes place in this episode but one of the things that I, i've really liked is like the rear behind the back of her headshot of her hair transitioning yeah from human you know from human to demon it kind of just like blowing in the wind and i was like it's like a cameraman's walking around her as it blows it's very well yeah very well and you know like i said in comparison to everything else that happens it's probably the bottom of the barrel of the episode but it's like a little moment like this it's just it's nice little flourishes you know Mm -hmm. like in a a calm scene like this they still include movement Mm -hmm. you know the show is always moving and you know yeah i think uh you mentioned it last week uh once you start to appreciate and look for um, quote camera placement in anime, yep. uh, I think uh, you had said Arcane uh, made us notice it more. I definitely felt that way with Arcane, but I've noticed it a ton in Demon Slayer season two. Yeah, um, I can think of some instances where they do that in season one, so I probably just wasn't looking for it as much. But mm-hmm. man, angles like they 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 get it. Like especially with this episode, like. I don't know. I think people should just be animation studios. People should just be looking at what they're doing with Demon Slayer and be like, I how is this not some of the best stuff ever made? 100%. Um, I, agree, I agree with you there. And also the angles thing as well. But I think one of the huge stanzas with this episode, and not quite in the scene, but like while we're talking about it, is, is spatial awareness. Mm. I, you know, like there, there's points in this episode where it's like break, <laughs> the most breakneck speed we've seen. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I feel like I know where I am. You know, mm-hmm. and I feel like even in season one, two, they're really good at that. Like it just everything feels grounded in the world, like whether it's all over the place, you know where you are. It doesn't all feel same. Yeah. It's, you know, very, very lived in. And and you get this in the scene as well, too. So, yeah. Um, the next few minutes are pretty rough and pretty dire. It's uh, <laughs> we flash to the present. Everything is ablaze. Everything is on fire. Um, I don't know if this is the first time that we've actually seen like things fully inflamed in demon slayer but this uh, i don't know if it's the first time there's been a scene like this i think it might be but this Mm. is yet another environment where uh their cg work uh is really punching up the hand or the drawn environments yeah and you could tell it's all cg fire it almost sticks out almost slightly too much do you um, think i i I found that was what i was stuck to i was like how good the fire looked yeah like normal i think I think it's because I it almost looked like they just they put like real fire elements in, not mm. like CG'd fire elements in. But like I'm thinking of like one shot in particular. I think okay. overall it is completely stellar. There are like some of the best shots in the entire series. 
uh, in this episode mm-hmm. with like Gitaro approaching a very terrified <laughs> Tanjiro, like a black outline, dude. That's like one of the most menacing, horrific, most beautifully done shots in the whole series. Like it, it is so f- extremely good. It was funny too because you know the um, you had made a point of. Uh, you know how like spatial awareness like Inosuke was, and he he made a point like he referred to him as the praying mantis, mm-hmm. and you know he made the worm belt thing, and it was funny we were watching it. Leanna was like, "Oh, I see the mantis thing now." Like him stalking in the dark, mm-hmm. walking towards the camera. Like it was the first, and when she pointed it out, I was like, "Oh, you're right." Like you really see that mantis look to him like that. He's like literally hunting his prey. It was fucking wild. Very good. It's you got to give credit to Inosuke, and we're gonna talk about that uh, mm-hmm. a little bit later. Um, but, you know, it's basically just really, it's a tough go. Tanjiro's pretty hopeless. Um, everyone, you know, Gyotaro is kind of bullying him, grabbing him by the hair, slapping him. He breaks his fingers. And the way they animate the fingers really made me think of My Hero Academia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like um, that off purple. That off purple, that looked that yeah. looked tough. Um, Tanjiro just, like, picks up and runs away. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, I figured he was up to something. But, like, it did, for a second, I was like, oh, this is, like, this is really not looking good. Like, we're, we're, we're really that much out of options. I really felt that was the case until mm-hmm. it wasn't. Like, I really bought it. Like, again, it was just such a heightened yeah. heightened moment of him, like, being so scared. And I took, like, I was thinking of, like, the, never, the title of Never Give Up of the episode. Yeah. Of, like, him, you know, just because he's running away doesn't mean he's giving up. Like, he's just trying to, you yeah. know, he's trying to... It's about preserving life and all that. So I I felt like he was he was preserving Nezuko's life. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't think Tanjiro would be afraid to go out, but I was like, I think he's just trying to get her out yep. of there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this moment where Gitaro talks about, oh, I know, I'll make you into a demon, and for like a half second, I was like, oh my god, wait. Because, <laughs> but you know, they kind of bait you a little bit because it kind of goes to, you know, it goes to Tanjiro's perspective. I'm not sure if it's right in the scene or if it's the Shortly scene following. And, like, it almost sounds like he's, like, you know, there's a chance that could have been it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it was like he was thinking, not, like, that he was going to do it, but it was just, Tanjiro had, I think he had thought of the option. Yeah. Legitimately in that moment, I was like, you know, and, like, they really teed up the whole, like, you know, they're, you know, two sides, you know, the two siblings, pairs of siblings are the same coin kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and they do a good job with that theme throughout this episode as things yep. get a little desperate. Um, I should mention, like they all, they establish in a previous sh- or in an earlier shot that like Tengen is unmoving, Zenitsu is stuck beneath debris, Inosuke looks unconscious and bleeding out. Mm-hmm. So like we, you know they do impress upon you how sort of Dire. desperate, yeah, yeah, this that this whole thing is going until Tanjiro gets cornered. He's you know that's where the, this whole conversation happens. Then he makes his moves. Mm-hmm. And it's a combo with the kunai and the headbutt. Um, you oh. know what it made me think of, though? What's is that? Is it, it, like, because Gyutaro, they pull an anime-ism here. Oh, with where the, the axe. There it is. The axe. <laughs> it's a callback to he obstructs Giyu's point of view in the pilot of the whole series. And be underestimated to, on top of it all. Yeah, yeah uh, to distract him from the fact that he's unarmed. Because um, he knew he would lose the fight, and it's mm. it's a similar misdirection thing here, where he wanted to look like he's desperately running away, and he's got no moves left, but he was getting ready for his next big move, Best which was maybe his last big move. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I loved that. I felt like that was a little bit of a callback. But anyway, he gets the headbutt in. He gets the, 
it's classic. It's it's such an all time move by him. It's it's so funny. We've been talking very a lot Goku, about, very Goku, uh, for sure. Um, but like with all the stuff with Inosuke this season, you and I've been talking about how like he just every time he does Stole his it. bit, his thing, like he just killed every scene where he did his thing. Mm-hmm. And with Tanjiro, like the headbutt thing is timeless. Like every time I get a laugh, I like, get you know it just always sells. It's it's funny how they can take what's been kind of used as a comedic bit as the last like defensive move you know like similar to the gyu or you know the the gyu scene you know it was just preserving life and trying to get through it and pretty much every other time we've seen it in the last little while is just like whether it's he i don't think he had butts in Inos- or inosuke at one point and zenitsu he does but in their you know, first meeting on yeah. tengen like it's do you remember tengen calls him out it's like did you really think that was gonna hit me you just yeah. ran at me with your head good you know but turns out it was good enough on the bad guys so. yeah um Okay, so this this happens, and you know, like the, it's this is the I don't, it's not a reverse Uno reverse card, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it gives Tanjiro an opening yeah. because Gyutaro can't regenerate quickly enough, so he goes for the beheading. Um, Doki can see that uh, Gyutaro is struggling, mm. uh, and she probably doesn't realize what's happening. But as she goes in to help, godlike speed Zenitsu comes in. Pretty. Yeah, uh, this is where the animation, basically from here on, is it fair yeah. to say here on out? One hundred percent. Zenitsu kicked it off. Yeah. Um. I think I'm fine with it. Like, I actually have a couple of narrative like nitpicks this episode. Okay. Um. And like, I could tell that Reddit was not having it. <laughs> really? What, well, what about? Um. Well, let's get into it now. Yeah. I guess if it's this scene, I'm assuming this scene is one of them. Um. Not necessarily. Like. I, I was just going to say, like, where did Zenitsu get the power up? He's still asleep. I'm still mad they haven't addressed that. But, like, yeah. he did have a whole training arc, so fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but we will get to, to the nitpicks. But, like, don't get me wrong. This episode's still, like, a 9. Absolutely, it's yeah. it's it's extremely good. I just thought there were a couple things, but we're gonna we're gonna get there. To can it. be flaws in in a phenomenal yes. episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, Guitar recovers from the poison, gets Tanjiro off him. And then goes on the offensive, and then that's where Tengen appears. The his face, just I wish I, <laughs> I, I love just his face when he comes charging in. Yeah, you know, like the don't stop. Oh, yeah. I think um, he says that a couple times. There's like a couple callouts he does to Tanjiro, but the first one he does, like I had chills. I was like, goddamn. Is Tengen's ability to what does he call it? His muscle scoring technique. What is he? I um, think so. Sound scoring technique. He is the sound Hashira, and like, yep. like I was wondering, where's that gonna play in? And this yep. was the moment. Is this moment where he's able to count the beats of Gyutaro's attack the like the coolest moment of the whole episode, and maybe one of the coolest fight mechanics they've done? I would say yes to the fight mechanic. I think mm-hmm. that was pretty unique, and you know, also like Gyutaro. It's funny to see the villain as the audience because he was like oh like did you do this or did that like, yeah you know animeism animeism but it, it, it's funny because you don't usually see it from the, from the villain but no i think you know there's a point where essentially when it comes like the dragon ball episode where they're just lightning fast attacking each other not that one charge it was beautiful for sure mm-hmm. but i think the consistent from like you know that five minute stretch of like just seeing them in the background like just blasting at each other at mock speed, I, their godlike speed. I, th- I I found that a little more impressive, but um, 
Yeah, because they go all over. Like, it's Sakuga from that moment yeah. till credits. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I, it's beautiful. Like, the, it's one of those... And again, it's it's easy to track, but it's still fast, you know? Like, it's not... Yeah. Like, they can have that moment of, like, you know, like, what is going on? But, like, you can follow it the entire time. Yeah, I was never lost, but you catch the intricacies on a rewatch, right? It's like you yes. said. Yeah. Um. I'd say one of the bigger differences with this uh, fight, if you think about um, Ren Goku and Akaza vibes, is that mm. Tanjiro is able to keep up. Yes. He's on the outskirts. And he actually, he says to himself and to the audience, like, you know, we we can Tengen can keep up now, but he's going to gas first. He'll lose his stamina yeah. first. Mm-hmm. So I have to do it. Like, he's putting the impetus on himself. Yep. I have to end this. It's not like, you know, he just sort of, it's not like I have to be saved yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, he's stepping up. Yeah, so he, he, like he's, yeah. he has proved himself many times, but in this moment, he knows he needs to step up. And he goes in for the swing and is impaled through the jaw. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty gruesome. Did not expect. It. I I gasped at yeah, all. I was like, <gasps> you know, like it's, yeah, because they've they've really set the thing with that is they've really set the precedent for the poison mechanic so far. Like, you know. Okay, I want this is one of the nitpicks though. This is a nitpick, but like it seems like everyone but Tanjiro who's been affected by the poison has an, a cop out with the exception of Tanjiro. So I do find that interesting. Yeah. Uh, if he just simply breathes through the poison, I'm going to be pissed. I hope that I think I do think a lot of next week's episode is going to be like we got to rush and get these guys like sorted out. I don't think it's just going to be like, you know, they get up and they brush it off kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I do think there's still going to be high stakes going into next episode. Yeah. I'm very curious. Uh, we we got to talk about that uh, shortly, but yeah, the poison thing was just like, why mention in, in the moment I was like, why mention poison? Mm. If two out of three people have natural immunities and like, I mean, I guess the protagonist fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like this protagonist has like you know he has that shoulder cut from Daki. He's been stabbed in the face through the neck. Yeah. Practically, like, does he have to be poisoned too if he's gonna survive anyway? What are the repercussions? What does it matter? I just wasn't sure. What does the poison add? You know what I mean? Like, what does it do? I mean, I guess it slowed down Tengen and made him lose that fight. Maybe. I think, I think for it almost feels like it makes a scene that's coming a little more dire dire urgent and i think it's like the immediate follow-up of the poison is what matters not the long-term effects fair enough because yeah you know how this ends is kind of the poison matters there okay Mm -hmm. so uh you know we enter anime time here yeah um where several things happen at once but you can't see them all at once everything gets stretched but Mm -hmm. yeah you get stabbed through the neck jaw what would he what he's stabbed in the face and (laughs) the animation on it is pretty good um, but he goes for the swing anyway, and then we enter anime time and go to Zenitsu and Daki, and they're just still in warp speed. Yeah, you can see like he's like it almost looks like his muscles starting to come apart on his legs. Yeah, that was it's well that done. Was, it was very well done, and the whole like in that like that you know slip space that they were in kind of also do like how like they pan out and you can see them kind of bouncing around the sky. Yeah, really fast. Like in the moment, like the, when you're up on them, like. You know they're going fast, but it's still shots. But to see, like, the outside of it all bouncing around like a pinball was really cool. 
Yeah, it, uh, it reminds me of like the old Superman movies of like the zoom out and you see him flying around the earth. <laughs> Day turning back time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, then Inosuke arrives and conveniently and he's like, aha, gotcha. I shifted my internal <laughs> organs and also poison doesn't affect me. And then I was like, you know what? Typical. I, I literally sat, I was I was on, I was like, all right. I was crisscross applesauce on the floor watching this, like completely zoned into the show. And he popped up and I just said out loud, typical. Love yeah. It. Like, <laughs> you know, it, wor- it completely works. It totally works because of how epic the moment is. Yeah. But only because of like, it's only works because they spent all their money animating this. I want to be clear. 100%. I'm, I'm not down with this anime logic, like... There are no consequences. Everyone has a next level of Super Saiyan. I don't want it to be that no. forever. But in it, this moment, it was pretty great. It was definitely, it's one of the first times, like, with a light shone on the plot armor. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's kind of ugly. But same to you. It's like, we're in the middle of this right now. I'll think about it later. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah. So I, I said that on Reddit, and... uh I was talking with a bunch of people and like, you know, that everyone there is pretty, pretty happy. Everybody loves Demon Slayer, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone's like, nah, like I buy, I buy it. I don't think it matters. You know, like they all basically said, I buy the fact that Inosuke is flexible because he dislocated his entire body. There's precedence. Yeah. And he's... I think dislocating your shoulders a little different than like moving your heart. Oh, no. But, like, you know, we're splitting like, hairs here. And like, for I'm, sure. I'm not yeah. having that argument. Yeah. And they're like, oh, and also, you know, I buy the whole, like, he was raised in the mountains. He probably has natural immunity because he's used to it. Okay, fine. The I don't buy that one. I do say I, I personally don't buy that one. But I'll give them a, like, a, a whatever on that. Yeah. But then one guy basically said, narratively, this episode is just conveniently undoing the obstructions that the last episode's ending created. Like, Tengen gets his mm. hand cut off and looks dead and immobilized. Inosuke is stabbed through the heart and poisoned. And then, uh, and then, like, I mean, I guess it's really just those two things. But it's like, I was like, well, the thing the is, cliffhanger was important. The cliffhanger was important. I, I don't think the weight, I, I, I disagree with that. I don't think the weight of that is, like, Tengen is still, Tengen and Inosuke aren't necessarily out of the woods. You know, like, because anytime Inosuke talked, there was blood, like, pouring out of his mask. And I don't think that was just, like, an animeism. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was, like, him, like, coughing up huge amounts of blood and this and that. And I think, did they not allude to Tengen was able to only stop the poison? Yeah. And he's just, like, he's, again, like, another clock is running he for him. He slowed That's, his heart rate so that the Dean, I, I can't, something about slowing the heart rate down to, he like, almost zero. Yeah. So there nothing nothing was flowing. No blood was being pumped with poison essentially. Right. So interesting. I'm I'm very curious if there are uh repercussions, right? And if there's lasting damage. And I, well, actually I actually think there could be because this show like, you know, we were talking about the plot armor thing and all that and but this show is kind of fair and it's funny. It's it's similar to Attack on Titan in a lot of ways where you know, there's clearly some plot armor, but it's very fair game. Yeah, I mean, compared to other shows, and I think Demon Slayer yeah. has set the present, even though it's more shonen, obviously, than Attack on Titan is. But like, certainly, it's I don't know. I I I I do think there is going to be some repercussions. Like, well, I, if anyone, I think Tengen doesn't make it. To your point, 
you know, from the spider arc, the forest arc in the first season, right? Like, mm. they needed, like, five episodes to recover. Yeah. Uh, you know, Inesuke had, like, throat damage and psychological damage, and Zenitsu was literally shrunk. Like, like yeah. you know, they needed to recover. Like, they had, you know, they all had broken ribs. Um, so that took time. So the show, I think, does try and go out of its way to be like, hey, they're not invincible. Um, okay, the, the ending. So... Mm-hmm. Tanjiro pushes himself to his limit. All the boys push themselves to a limit. Uh, Tanjiro's scar seems to burn and change. Yeah. Shame change. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, it grows, basically. His hair burns brighter red. He gets to Super Saiyan God, a la Dragon Ball Super. And uh, he cuts off Gyutaro's head. You know, I think Tengen's in at the body here. Tengen, I should mention, takes some blows in this final exchange. He takes a big one to the face. Big one to the face, big one to the stomach, poison blades. You know, one of his eyes seems shut or or gone. Mm. Um, he actually, he gets Gyutaro's left arm off, which, mm. you know, I, may have stopped Tanjiro for that last swing. Yeah. Um, so he, you know, really pulled his weight there. Tanjiro gets that head off, and then Inosuke and... Uh, Zenitsu get Daki's head off. Um, that you know, we have this moment of like the heads rolling towards one another, and I thought maybe they were gonna do the whole um, background. Like, yes, that's yeah. what I thought they were going for. I kind of like that they broke that. I think we might get it uh, next week anyway. Yeah, there's a good chance. But instead, um, and I have to say, they do another thing that. Uh, you, I remember you called out in the movie, which was really effective, is a POV shot. Mm. Um, you see Tanjiro's perspective looking at Tengen, and his vision is all blurred because of yep. the poison. Mm-hmm. And Tengen is saying, hey, it's not over, it's not over, get out of here. And then we see Gyotaro's body. Very effective scene. Like the, Very the, effective. The sheer horror on Tengen was like... Slow-mo, good too. You knew. It, it was just like a perfect like storm of different elements, all just to make the scene like truly scary. Yes, very, very effectively done. And then Gitaro's body unleashes one final attack that seems to damage everything and everyone around him. We don't actually see people, but we see damage um, to the structures around them. Tengen and Tanjiro seem to be in the foreground of that, or like mm-hmm. up, you know, they're, the bodies are right near them, right? And Tanjiro's mm-hmm. in bad shape. He can't even run away. Um, and Tengen seems to be running either away or for Tanjiro, probably for Tanjiro to protect him. Mm-hmm. And then we get this beautiful, like, wide pan shot. Hands down, one of the best closing, one of the closing shots of anime I've ever seen. It was so well done. It was so beautiful, and it feels like I've never seen it before. Like, it's not wholly original, but the way they did it was just, you know, the perfect way to cap off the fight, you know? Yeah, and, like, and again, like, they're flexing a lot of muscles here. Like, there, there's... A lot of elements were drawn there, but a lot of that is effects. Mm-hmm. The entire color palette of the whole, like the the camera doesn't move, but the entire color palette changes yeah. over those three, two or three minutes of credits. Like it is amazing. You got to give them props. The effects and like seeing the effects from a distance, they animate them completely differently. Yeah. Like there's depth. You see the distance. Like it's, dude. I I agree. That's uh, one of the best credit rolls ever. It reminds me of, there was, uh, <clears throat> I don't remember the episode number, but in Attack on Titan Season 4, Part 1, I think it's the episode where Gabby and Falco are with the girl that Sasha saved. Yeah. And they go to, is it Connie's town? Or her old, no, it's that, that girl's town. Yep. 
and you kind of think the episode is done and then there's a musical cue and credits are playing the scene yeah. kind of continues yeah that's the last time i've seen an ending to an episode that kind of just really stuck with me it was just really again the musical cues and also like when Tenkin kicks it into high gear this episode just the piano that is used like <laughs> all the elements of the score everything's all coming together yeah. it's just a true finale of sound along with you know and of course the sound of Shira has a dope ass score like when mm -hmm. he's going for the fucking final fight and man the the little flourishes they did in the show they just did a lot of stuff we haven't seen in this type of show before like there's the shot of it's like a back and forth between Gyutaro and Tengen mm -hmm. and the, them screaming and it's almost like they, like a different art style oh yeah and yeah. it's back and it's forth like pencil back and drawn forth. every yeah. character every character gets a one of those clo like yeah. close-up pencil drawns yeah it's and I feel like we haven't seen that in Demon Slayer before no I don't just, think it, they've done that it was akin to like an older era of like that kind of thing this episode is the most Dragon Ball it's been ever it was awesome <laughs> it's it's funny um it is the most the yelling the like but uh, but the thing with Dragon Ball and I'm not hating on it because it's a classic but Dragon Ball is one of the first animes not to pioneer but to really popularize reused frames sure um and that was just like a budget thing and and there's a lot of really good reasons why they did that but I think I would argue I think that the industry is a little different now though I don't think we're gonna get that kind of thing here. no yeah but I'm just saying like it's like they took all the good parts you know like of yes. that like really roided up <laughs> shonen yeah um i loved that and yeah the last thing i wanted to say was the score and you already highlighted it like beautiful score throughout i you know it's funny we've been talking about this all season and maybe maybe next week when we cover the finale i'll actually have some good intel because i asked on reddit like i would love to know where like some inside baseball studio stuff on like how much it costs them per episode how much time the animators get how is their mm -hmm. process different from other studios because um they right now this up this scene uh or this this season has just seemed to be a cut above everything yeah um the one thing that i'll buy and the one answer that came up often it was just that ufotable really does not stretch themselves they literally do like two animes at a time mm. and other studios that is not the case and apparently <coughs> mappa mappa yeah <laughs> see our uh attack on titan coverage dropping tomorrow <laughs> But no, this story, uh, no, no issues there. But but really, Mappa I think is probably the most yeah. well-known studio for biting off like more projects than they can count. Cloverworks comes to mind too. Yeah, I think they're they're pretty known for that. Um, but that's really the only like through line that I found is people saying like they really are just picky. They only do a couple things out of the time. But it's pretty mm -hmm. funny because some people are like were like, oh, it costs this much. And immediately, like, Reddit does not disappoint. Like, the replies are like, <laughs> you fucking idiot. You really think it costs that much? And I was like, oh, my God, what have I started? <laughs> I'm just sitting there stirring uh, the pot. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. He's got some good points. But you know what? Like, at the end of the day, you just look at the finished product and you compare it to something else and you're like, there's something, there's something here. Like, there's, and we've been talking about the past couple of weeks, like, there's just, you know, it's the right amount of cooks or if it's you know what you know what i mean like the sauce is just yeah it's man. not fair to compare because like you know everything has its own no you're right has its own thing but like when it comes to this genre to compare it it's kind of really hard to compare right now because there's just nothing that even remotely comes close that i've seen yeah. or i'm super aware of you know yeah it's um yeah i think people are gonna look back and it's gonna be one of those shows right like yeah. when like 
you show someone who hasn't seen anime uh, Demon Slayer in 10 years, and be like, this didn't exist at this time. Like, there was beautiful animation always, right? And for every era uh, will always have beautiful animation, and there's a lot I can think of that sticks out of really great stuff that is being made right now. But Attack on Titan, or um, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer just sort of hits different in this specific department. Their blend mm-hmm. of environment, hand-drawn, camera work, CG, 3D, whatever you want to call it, like that, the blend of whatever the hell they're doing is a, just a bit above everything else out I there think presently. They have just the most rock-solid frame. Yeah, and you know, so all the fixing, All the fixings are going, but like they have the most consistent frame of just like, like you said, like that. I think their main ingredient is like that blend of the 2D and CG. Yeah. 2D and 3D, and just to make it look real, you know? And maybe they understood... Like, maybe they understood something about pacing that a lot of people didn't, right? They did 2019, season one. 2020, movie. 2021, start season two. Like, you know... And then in season two, recycle a lot of content you made for the movie and make it like a feature film that you get a lot of budget and a Mm. lot of time to work on. Like maybe they're... And and that way their second arc for season two only has to be what, 11 episodes? Like maybe we're not... We're discounting the fact that like they've just bided their time very well. Um, And they're like, they've done a really, really good job at like doing a slow and steady pace. I don't know what it is, man, but fucking crushing it. Fucking A. (laughs) um okay tune in next week it'll be a longer episode because the finale is next week and it's going to be 45 minutes so we will cover the whole thing we're going to talk about what's next i really really hope um that at the end of the credits or something we get like a season three announcement or maybe another film green light like i think momentum is on their side and i think i think they should strike while the iron saw it just at the very least like kind of calm the fans down because people are gonna go fucking nuts waiting on this um do you want to briefly talk any kind of prediction uh like do we think tengen bites it you know like it's just kind of like the flow of this arc the way it's been going it's it's been so like just non-standard which has been nice so Mm -hmm. i don't want to think too much of what's going to happen i do think it's going to be some you know some high stakes early up and like as the episode continues it's going to slowly calm down and then it's going to get to a crawl right to the very end i don't think that's like a hot take by any means but i think tengen might not make it Mm -hmm. um i think inosuke is trio is fine i am that's where that's my prediction like i think they might need a recovery episode or several but i bet they are otherwise unscathed i could see some (laughs) like like you know just the i could see inosuke coming back from the brink to help save the day for him to still die you know like it's dude if they kill him like i won't even be mad i will applaud because that would be i a don't want that he's he's my because he's the best my fa- he's my favorite character in the show by far he's and the best of this whole season no doubt one yeah he's the the standout and i think tengen really freaking shot up as well uh by dude, the end of it there they went two for two on hashira's that is extremely you know bring in a new character on a temporary basis mm-hmm. and make the audience care that's tough they've done it twice and the thing, it's so funny, too, because my biggest hang-up with the movie uh, was, I was like, why why should we care about Rengoku? Yeah. And that, you know, if you if anyone that goes back and listens to our movie review pod, that was like one of my, probably my biggest gripe in the movie was, I don't think they set the president to care about this. And then you see, you know, you watch that 
it's crazy how when they did that they brought it down into like six episodes or whatever and they had that new rengoku episode that was great i, yeah. I was like this should have been in the movie and would have just made the movie that much better significantly yeah and because in 23 minutes they really sold rengoku as like a good character and it sucks we didn't have more time with him yep and and you know irony he's dead now we've had more time with his family and just makes him even that much more better of a character but sir but the point of tengen is we had this whole season with them not rocky at the start but like kind of just like unsure yeah and then by the end you're like man like you i know, don't want him to die ugh, i don't want him to die but i i could see i could see him dying <laughs> well there's just a lot right him visiting his family's uh grave saying he'll join them soon a nice memory with his wives you know like various moments of like him like calm moments with them too like they there's you know it could be red herring stuff but there's a lot of crumbs for his death you know? it's yeah you could definitely just see it going either way because i think they've defeated an upper rank demon now there's a, and he can't serve anymore i think he probably lost that eye he he's one-handed i mean he probably well, could he serve. was doing fucking fine with one hand if you ask me yeah that's a good point <laughs> God, but, but, uh, but you know, but how about you? Like, do you have any? Like, what are your predictions going in? It's tough because I I don't know how the audience would feel if they pulled the same gag twice and we just start killing Hashiras every time we meet them. Sure. Um, but at the same time, Demon Slayer is kind of a punishing, cruel World. show, yeah. and I think that stakes really, really matter. Like, I you know, like our ER conversation two minutes ago about the poison. So. I don't know. I, I, I really have absolutely no idea. I'm, I'm totally torn on character deaths. I think the main trio are fine. In mm. a comedic world, Tanjiro gets a lisp for the rest of the series because he was stabbed through the mouth. <laughs> um, oh God. But uh, the only thing I... My semi-confident um, prediction will be we either meet the next Tashira, plural or singular, mm. uh, that we'll spend time with next season, and or we meet the next uh, upper demons that we'll see next season slash movie. I, I, I hope we see more Muzan and or Akaza and or I think, upper moons. I think it might be safe to say we get some Akaza time next episode because yeah. they set him up way too specifically at the, at the season opener for him not to be. Yeah. Um, not for him not to show his face again. So, yeah, I mean, not super bold predictions, but I think Hashira and Upper Moon stuff. I We haven't met Kyoga, Kiaga, mm-hmm. Kagoya, whatever, the master of the Demon Slayer Corps. Mm-hmm. Other than in a flashback of Tengen, we didn't see him at all this season. Um, so I'd love to, like, get Tanjiro back to, like, the Butterfly Mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, find out a bit more about sun breathing from Rengoku's dad. Talk to, you know, the uh, Hashira, up, uh, the higher-ups. There, there was like a thing at the la- at the beginning or the end of season one of him bumping into a guy that he met on the mountain. Oh, like yeah. what? Like there's a lot of, um, like they've what do you call? They planted a lot of seeds. Um, yeah. So let's see where some of those things go, um, and then let's get an announcement of what's next. That's what I demand. Goddamn! That's All right, man. Um, thank you guys for listening. We are about to record our Attack on Titan episode eighty. Uh, podcast immediately after this i think it's fair to say one of our most anticipated podcast or episode reviews mm-hmm. we're extremely excited we've been covering both um all season long so if you enjoyed this uh thank you for listening check us out on uh, instagram at part-time otaku podcast follow us you know support us however you like um but also check out the attack on titan uh, episode which drops a day after this comes out so hopefully you enjoyed this uh and we will see you next week bye guys cheers <laughs>